0: Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is newly uh, formed Godfather, newly uh, crowned Godfather, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm I'm doing good. Yes. No. Okay. That didn't work. Uh, tried We're to do uh, tried to be the Don, but it just didn't. It just didn't play.
0: and and joining me as always is apparently in the middle of dying zach mabry uh zach you know if people like that intro and want to hear more they can tweet us at roman circus pod i'm at hey it's matt baker zach is at zach mabry z-a-c mabry email us podcast at romancircusblog.com you can find us on itunes please rate and review us if you get a chance you can find us on, on uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are. We're on Patreon at patreon.com/slash/RomanCircusPod. All right, so Zach is in Dallas, and Dallas is uh, one one giant rainy, thundering mess. But that's not going to stop us. Never. Why don't you uh, tell us what's in the news, Zach?
1: The news lately has been just buzzing, mm-hmm. buzzing, buzzing, buzzing with things right, happening right. just world round. Left um, and right, up and yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, there's, they've had to start whole channels that just talk about news all day just to kind of cover, you know, everything right, we are talking right. about. Yeah, that's how much that, news there is. Right. Someone told me that news stands for like something, entertainment, weather, sports. Have you heard this?
0: Something begins with an S, so I don't think it's S. But no, yeah. no, I it, just uh, can't
1: remember what the first word is.
0: Uh, national, maybe? I don't know.
1: Wow. Crazy. Um, anyway, actual <laughs> news. You know, actually, first I want to just talk about some things that went on on Twitter.
0: Okay. People love it when we do that. Do they? I don't know. We'll find out.
1: So it, it's Meltdown May. Um, it is. A lot of people seem to be super, uh, super ready to have meltdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Remember, what was that guy? Costco. I blocked sure, by yeah. him. Um, yeah. I, I've caught a few blocks uh, mm-hmm. this season, but right. um, it's interesting. So a few weeks ago, you and I were getting called out by this uh, person on Twitter, basically saying that we were, you know, squishes. We were social justice warriors. We um, racist. No, well, he was... Well, that was weird. He was... Yeah. But basically saying we were calling everybody racist as kind of a, you know, oh, you know, you guys are just racist. That's the real reason you think what you think. Mm-hmm. And so basically, like, I don't know if the word is liberal, but basically we're getting called that and basically betrayers of the cause.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then this past week... uh. I start getting tweets and people start talking about the podcast saying that we're, what, what is it? Uh, Hey, what did, what do they say? To- well, they talk. It was Toxic hate fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to immigrant, anti-immigrant. Start, anti-immigrant. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going to start a new Patreon tier. It would, for $10 a month, you can get an invitation to the toxic hate fest. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Uh, But, no, it it was just an odd exchange, and so I I just put the tweets up next to each other. I was like, okay, find you someone who could do both. mm -hmm. Uh, But what I like about that is it means people are listening, and so... I know, um, that's
0: the best part.
1: Yep. It is.
0: Why don't you uh, clue us in on that little thing I said about you being a godfather?
1: Yes. So, I'm very excited. Uh, So... Out on the internet, on all of his different forms of media, uh, comedian, comedian, not comedian, comedian, Jeremy mm-hmm. McClellan. Communist,
0: median, right?
1: Commun- yes. Um, suspected member of the Muslim cousinhood, uh, <laughs> announced that he and his wife Stephanie are expecting their second child to come this, uh, this November.
0: Right, amazing.
1: So, I know, it was really exciting. And then uh, I get, he contacted me and was like, hey, will you be the godfather? And I was like, are you sure? I mean, you know, it's a pretty big thing, and he's like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yes," and so there we go. Um, amazing, right? And so the thing there, I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, being a Godfather, I've I've seen, I've watched, you know, three movies on it. Uh, uh-huh. I read I read a book about it. Um, but I'm still a little nervous just because this is, in fact, my first ever. Godchild, you know, right. So thankfully, I've got about six months or so to prepare.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little unsure of what I'm supposed to do. So you've you are a godfather and have been for years, uh, right? Twice over now, twice over. Yeah. Who are who's your who's your other who are your godchildren?
0: I am. I am godfather to fully formed adult human friend of the show, Bug, Bug Hall, as yes. we've discussed. That's how we met each other, through that connection. And I am godfather to tiny human, not even one years old. Uh, his name is Waiito Dorsey, and he lives in Houston, uh, Eduardo being the full name, but YO is the nickname, and his dad is YO, so he is Yito. And he is a tiny, part Mexican, part white, part Korean, all Catholic cannonball. Love it. And uh, yeah.
1: So, what, what what are my duties? Like, what, what does being a godfather entail? Because like, i got to prep. And I, I I've seen, like, from what I've seen in the movie, I need. I need suits. Um, I'm I'm gonna need to get more comfortable
0: with murder. Uh, well, you should be com- comfortable with murder just in general. It's just a one thing to keep in mind. Uh, that's why I suggest watching many episodes of Law and Order SVU, nice. or just Law and Order. Uh, you need to work on your hair tossing and s- calling them like champ or scamp. You know. Okay. Like just tossling that hair.
1: Hold on. I'm taking just, notes. You said champ yeah. or scamp.
0: Yeah. Is that like with a K uh, or a C? Either one. Just as long as you get okay. the, the word correct. Okay. Hold a on. A lot I'm, of I'm like, I'm uh, to write
1: this down. Hold on. I'm writing
0: this down. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> a lot of like finger guns and like, like, Hey, come here, come here, champ. I got something to tell you type thing. And you just kind of show up in and out of their lives randomly. Uh Leaving you know, an impression here, an impression there. Uh, you know, just that's that's kind of that's kind of the main, the main thing. I uh, I've seen Waito twice in his life, and uh, actually maybe just once. I'm trying to remember, but I've seen him over the phone and stuff because he lives in Houston. So you know, I assume you won't see uh, Jeremy's. Jeremy's uh, is it a daughter? Is that what they're going to have? Another gal? I don't think think... it's known yet. Okay, well, Um, so so far only God knows. Ooh,
1: suspenseful. Well, and probably I guess I guess all the saints, but we'll we'll check on that.
0: We'll we'll effort that. Yeah. So you just you know you they won't live where you live, so you'll see them intermittently, and you maybe try and FaceTime with them, just you know, so they they remember you. And that's you know that's kind of really it. Oh, cool. also, you have to guide, be responsible in some way for their formation in the faith. I forgot about that. That's the, okay. That's a huge, huge bit. You know, Jeremy and his wife are going to be great at that. And you can just kind of hawk over them, make sure they're doing correct things. And if they die, uh, you're in charge of the, the little ones. So that's how that goes. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited cuz you know, their their firstborn, their daughter, uh, her godfather is Jake. And so mm-hmm. this means Jake and I are related now. That's what
0: you've always wa- that's what you've always wanted to be related to friend of the show and two-time guest Jake.
1: I know. I know. Because uh,
0: according remember, according to his worldview, what's his is yours and yours is his, so you can have whatever he has. I'm not bound true? by oh, that's I'm right. not ba- I'm not bound by that. So I get to uh, hoard everything for myself, which is the benefit yes. of being me. So, yeah, that's that. I'm, exci- I'm excited so, yeah, so for ba- that. So I
1: basically I'll be there at the baptism mm-hmm. and then I've just got to make sure the kid becomes the saint.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for you.
1: Thank you. Um, my alma mater is just in ca- complete chaos.
0: I don't know which one—high school or college? College. Okay. No,
1: my high school has it together. Um, but college. So I went to the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in 2017, maybe it was announced you went that- to
0: University of Oklahoma, otherwise known as OU, which doesn't make any sense. But we'll let him. We'll let him continue that mm-hmm. way. mm Hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: So, President Bourne, longtime president of the university, announced his retirement. I believe it was 2017. Um, the Regents named this guy James, James uh, Galogly. I think mm-hmm. it's Galogly. Um, it's his replacement. Uh, it, it was kind of chaotic. A bunch of people getting fired. All this crazy stuff. Morale was low. Some people did really like him, so I, I never really knew what to think because I hadn't met him. Um but he has now announced that, or he's he's out. He resigned about a year or less than two years into his term. Right. Um and so at like two thirty in the morning the other day, they named the dean of the law school as the temporary president while the regents searched for a permanent president. Okay. Um so you know, um and then at, what reminded me of that is right as we were starting, I got a phone call from the university and it's the, the phone number they use when they're asking for money. Um, and I want to be like, you guys need to get it together before you come ask me for money. Like, <laughs> it sounds like you guys have, you guys need to work on yourselves. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm, so
1: mm-hmm. I'm going to let you like sort yourselves out and then then call me up and hit me up for cash. Right. But like you know i thought about using it to be like okay write this down i have some suggestions uh for who could be the next president of ou who you no cardi b uh, okay <laughs> just kidding um actually one of our i don't he's not really a friend of the show cuz he's probably never listened but on twitter jp teddy uh when his school was searching for a a university president he suggested oj simpson <laughs>
0: How'd that go over?
1: Um, it was just, he wrote a whole article about it. I mean, like, all these reasons why it would be the right, like, the, the best course of action. Um, and he's like, you know, here's why we should have the juice as our president. And it was, you know, it was like he, he understands how to negotiate. I, I can't remember all the different things, but, uh, yeah, so that was funny. That's
0: pretty <laughs> really, Okay. Oh, so good. Um, I decided that I'm going to oh, update your high school's Wikipedia page to add you as a uh, add you as a person, a notable no, notable alumni. alum alumnus. Yeah. yeah, the
1: I think the most notable at this point is still Melinda Doolittle, who uh, was like third place on American Idol the year that Jordan Sparks won.
0: Okay, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, she was very talented, like wicked talented, Um, but, you know, so what are you you putting on? I still don't have a Wikipedia page, which I'm very thankful for, because once you have one, there's nothing you can do, like if people put things on there about you that are verifiably true, you can't be like, hey, I don't want this out there, you Mm -hmm. know, Yeah. so I don't want to be exposed like that, I try to keep, you know, my opinions to myself, my thoughts, like I try to be a very private person
0: yeah well you're that you're not that but yeah okay well that's a good news i'm glad to hear that uh cardi b will soon be provost of oklahoma university of oklahoma
1: how about we could do joe biden he won't be busy
0: Mm, wow okay beto
1: beto's looking for work
0: zach we made a promise that we oh yeah
1: we did we did we did sorry not do politics Sorry, we're trying just to yell or... out an Avenger spoiler to distract people.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so how okay. many Avengers are, is
1: there? How many Avengers are left? I think that weren't they dying, and it was like there was just an Avenger.
0: The su- the single Avenger left. Yeah, it was just the you boy, know, the, the son, who's going to avenge all the Avengers.
1: Yes, you know who I've been hoping gets invited to join the Avengers.
0: Cardi B. who yeah no
1: um austin powers
0: where's this okay please where's this going tell me
1: (laughs) it's not really going anywhere i just was thinking about how like it's time for an austin powers reboot
0: Mm, okay we'll reboot it all this is great i'm i'm sure people are still tuned in do you want to get to our main topic of the the day yes we said last week that we were going to do Marian Consecration this week. And guess what, Zach? We're doing Marian Consecration.
1: Yes, we are. Matt. You said
0: <laughs> You said that it's Meltdown May, but it's also Mary May, which takes priority over Meltdown May. Why don't you... You're the one who's done it. I have not done a Marian Consecration, and I apologize to all involved. Since you've done it, why don't you take the the reins on this one and walk us through a little bit of how you do a Marian consecration and what it is.
1: Sure. Um so obviously there are um a ton of different devotions to the Blessed Mother mm-hmm. whether you're talking about the rosary, wearing the scapular, um, the little office, the sorrowful, the sorrowful rosary or whatever that's called. Um anyway, there's just you know, as many as you can find and all of them are wonderful and people should do them. One of them that kind of stands out um and has been you know around for centuries is called Marian Consecration. Or uh people their other names for it are Marian uh entrustment um or they'll say consecration to Jesus through Mary um or you know what have you. We're basically you know, you spend a period of time in preparation, um, you know, examining yourself, learning about Our Lady, praying to Our Lady, um, before you finally make a kind of final prayer that is a, an act of consecration to Mary. And you're sort of trusting yourself to her um, and, you know, kind of living under that. And, you know, she in turn promises to intercede for you, especially, and to help you get to heaven, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. does. Um, one thing it's been compared to is, let's say you were going to take, you know, a big stone of marble and chisel it down into a statue of a saint. Right? Mm-hmm. So that would be a lot of effort, but you could do it. Or imagine that you just had a mold that you could pour, you could use to just pour, I guess, concrete or whatever into and form a saint that way. A statue. Okay. That would be a lot easier, right? Sure. So the idea there is that this is kind of the, you know, the shortcut. The, the more direct route to our Lord um, is, is through Mary and consecration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, know, you think about once, you know, once you're consecrated, it's like all of, your, all of the prayers that you live, give to Our Lady, she you know, delivers to her son on a, on a gold plate. Right. Letting him know. Um, so yeah, and it, it's one of those things that's interesting. It, it fell out of favor, um, mysteriously around the sixties and seventies. Um, weird,
0: just by coincidence.
1: Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, and then, but it actually started gaining prominence again a few years ago because, um, Father Michael Gately of mm, the such and such religious order. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but oh, he, I've heard that. Yes. I mean, because there's other writers that come from them. They're solid. Um, anyway, he put out a book kind of with information about it and then a new way of doing it and packaged it up in a way that you could make it like a parish activity that people would you know sign up for and do. And oh, so, okay. parish just started doing it. Right. Um, so that That kind of brought it back, and that's how I first came in contact with it. so you basically spend thirty three days in preparation on the thirty fourth day you make your you know prayer of of consecration and then you go from there a lot of the ins and outs of it are things that you'll kind of understand and and grow to understand during the preparation process so and you know I don't know that we could do a very good job explaining them in you know one hour podcast
0: mm-hmm. But we can give you some practical tips on doing it. Okay, I'm so also having trouble finding what Father Michael Gately, what order he's from. But, okay. Oh, no, the Marian, Marians of the Immaculate Conception.
1: Yes, yeah, because there's a, the priest... Uh, another priest that writes books is from that same order. Um, mm-hmm. And... I uh, can't remember his name. Either. Well, this is just a disaster. Anyway, yeah. um, Marian consecration. So um, it's it's been compared to me to like a religious vow, except that it's obviously something lay people could and should do. Right. Um,
0: it doesn't hold. Pres- it doesn't hold the uh, promises of a religious vow, but it has its own prom own, own like set and style of promises, basically.
1: Right. And you know the expectation is that you know once you do it the first time you are changed, but it's also something that you can renew, and so some people will do that annually. Hmm. Um, so the first step is to pick a feast day. Once you decide to do this, pick a Marian feast day, whether it's the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, Feast of
0: the Assumption. Right. You, you can choose any, any of the. Any of the Our Lady days, so Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Right. Any, and right a, any, I was just going to say any any day specific to Mary. Right. Um, you now, just as a, a pro tip here,
1: um, since it is something that you'll – the idea is that you can renew it annually, and that's sort of a good exercise to do, mm. I would recommend um, – for most of our listeners who are attending the Latin mass to pick a Marian feast day that is also on the same, that's the same in the new calendar. So something like immaculate conception or um, assumption or something, just because, you know, next year you could be in a different place and not have access to the Latin mass. And it'd just be probably nice to be able to go in to a parish. That's actually at least observing that feast day.
0: Wow. Um, Zach, you, you're suggesting that someone attend a Mass that's not the Latin Mass? We hardly know you anymore. The Internet I mean, it, the internet it, 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 really has gotten to. to you.
1: If you have If you must. <laughs> okay.
0: That's better. Throw some, throw some buffers in there so you keep your traditional street credit, please.
1: Right. And plus, you know, there'll be more people, in theory, celebrating Our Lady that day anyway since it'll be on both calendars, and so it just kind of adds to it. But you're also welcome to pick, you know, the days that didn't get carried into that calendar and i don't actually know all the ones that are because it's kind of been a while since i've been in that world but um i know the big ones
0: immaculate conception yada yada are are on that calendar Mm -hmm. Um, so so pick one do would you also say so pick one that's a good crossover would you also say if you're going to renew it to kind of pick the same one or do you think that it is worth it to branch out
1: well, no, that's the reason is so that you could renew it annually on that same feast day. Okay. So like when is I Is that do... one of
0: the rule? Like if you're going to renew it, should you renew it on the same feast day? Because that's your There's consecration not a rule. day.
1: That's more of a like best practice as far as this is kind of what a lot of people do. Because be, that way it becomes an annual, you know, basically a part of their year. Right. And it they... gives
0: a... It's like an excuse to celebrate an anniversary of some sort, right? Like it, it's just kind of something you can kind of keep up and it's it's just a thing that'll it makes it easier to remember right like if you if you know that your consecration day is uh you know it's on the annunciation every year if you go go off book and try and do it on the the our lady of sorrows you might like slip up and forget
1: yeah i'd say that but then also like you know i do mine on the feast of the immaculate conception and so even the years where i haven't done a full um, re-up and gone through it again, at least on the feast day. You know, I can think back to how this was the, you know, this is the the day when I had consecrated myself to Our Lady. You know, I could pray the consecration prayer itself. Like, it it's still kind of is marked as an important event because it's tied to a day on the calendar. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people I know, they do the the preparation Every year, or mostly, almost every year. Right. Um, So once you pick your feast day, uh, you count backwards from that day to find your start date. The idea is feast day is day 34, so you want 33 days to prepare so that on the 34th day, you make your consecration. So you count backwards and figure out, okay, when do we start?
0: Zach, the... 33 day thing that seems like a completely random number is that a completely random number zach
1: it's matt it's totally random matt it has no significance matt just as as you (laughs) wouldn't think it would no so 33 those are the uh the years that uh, our lord lived on this earth with our lady exactly Um, i think there's other things
0: i mean that's really the main there could be but that's the main thing right One thing, so you know how
1: Easter moves around based on moon cycles? Mm Mm-hmm. What I have heard is that the span of dates that Easter could possibly be is 33 days. Really? Yeah, like the earliest it could ever be based on the way that it's calculated with the moons, and the latest are 33 days apart. Amazing. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is awesome. Okay. Okay. So you have your start date, and that's what you'll do. Um, so you want to read the book, True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. Right. The other option is the 33 Days to Morning Glory book by Father Michael Gailey. Um There's nothing bad about the 33 Days to Morning Glory book, and it it realistically was the the sort of driver for the renewed focus on this kind of devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was how I came to learn about it. The The main thing is it's, you know, I mean, like our listeners are varsity and 33 Days may be kind of JV, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, but that's fine. There's, it. it you know, it's it's good to get things that are more palatable like you don't we all want to be reading the the top stuff right but if we're reading the top stuff and we have no understanding of it it's what point does it serve right so that's why that's why i i like i'll read some intense stuff but i prefer the non-intense because it helps me digest things more
1: yes and the the practical layout of the 33 days to morning glory the new one is very nice Um, as far as how it kind of helps you go through it. And it also um, does go into detail about what consecration is and the history. Not that you don't get that with the older book, but there are certain insights and things that are included in the 33 Days book that are not necessarily a part of the, or not, you know, on the pages of the old book. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely nothing against it. It Just a lot of people... Maybe the first time they'll use the thirty-three days, and then from then on they'll use uh, "True Devotion" by Louis de Montfort, who is a doctor so, of the church.
0: Yeah. So the True Devotion is that a read-along with the thirty-three days, or is that a thing you read beforehand, or can you read? Is it is it not necessarily a read-along, but you can read it during the de- the consecration?
1: So it's best to read it before. Okay. because um, it it's not written as a read-along. And that may be the other thing that's kind of nice about the Father Gately one is that his is written as a read-along. The idea with the True Devotion, the old book, is you read it. It's actually not a very long read, and it's very approachable. Um, It's very poetic, the way Mm -hmm. that he talks about Our Lady and and all the different saints that have had a devotion to her. Um, And so you read all that to kind of set your frame of mind and, and kind of get primed to start, and then... Throughout the 30 days, there's basically, it's almost like a novena in that each day, um, you know, there's certain prayers that you'll say, whether it's the rosary, the litany of Our Lady, different passages that you'll read from Scripture, from the imitation of Christ, from true devotion. Um, It's important to know that the actual day by day thing, what you do, is not strictly defined as far as like there's one way to do it. So even if you were to find two different manuals for doing this from, you know, the 19th century when people were more pious, uh, they could differ. And that's fine. You know, that, that isn't necessarily what it's about. It's not like a, a, a you know, recipe. Um, but so an, an easy place to look, like we've said, is uh, Fish Eaters. Mm-hmm. And you said you pulled up that website and they kind of have it laid out.
0: Yeah, there's a good... It lays out all the different steps and it it has links to everything so it is links to uh some true devotion it has yeah like nine different links here from true devotion it has a list of all the start days for the feast you want and the consecration day so you don't even have to trust you don't even have to trust yourself to to count backward right then it has uh Twelve like a twelve day preparation during the thirty three day preparation for the consecration. There's first a twelve day preparation period, and they say it consists of emptying oneself of the spirit of the world in penance and mortification. And for t- those twelve days, there's there's certain prayers, and then the following three weeks. So it's three different weeks. Uh, they each have a different focus. So the first focus. First week is focusing on offering up our prayers and devotions for the purpose of coming to understand ourselves and our sins. And this is based around humility. The second week we ask the holy ghost to help us better understand the blessed virgin and uh there's the there's like the, some of the prayers run together and some have different prayers for the week like you said. Third week we seek to better understand Christ through meditation. And the litany of the Holy Ghost, and uh, the oh, <laughs> and the litany of the Holy Ghost is one of the prayers. But yeah, so they they each, but these have links each of the days, so you can just go through and click. And then step four, it goes through the entire day, and then step five, it has different bullet points for after the consecration.
1: Right. And so, to be clear, the 12-day prep is part of the 33 days. So, day one is mm-hmm. of the 33 days is day one of the 12-day prep because you've got right. the 12 days and then three weeks. You know, 12 plus 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 33. Um, so, that – it's not an additional – it's not actually a 45-day prep. Um, so, yeah. And then does it even have on fish eaters – I I think they either used to, or they still do have a PDF of true devotion. So you don't even have to buy the book.
0: Yeah. They have all sorts of things on here.
1: Perfect. It's, so that can be like a one-stop shop. Maybe we'll actually do show notes this time and include the link.
0: Mm-hmm. Mental um, show notes,
1: mental show notes, but yeah, fish eaters, uh, like the first ever trad, trad website, I think. <laughs> um, so that's there. The other option is there's a, uh, from Tan Books, assuming they haven't discontinued it, they have a um, copy, a, a, they do True Devotion from by Louis de Montfort, and then with it is the day-by-day consecration steps. So, you know, it's it's one book, so at least it's all in one place. And it includes the same prayers that you'd find. Like, I did a comparison just to see, and it actually is basically, it's the same as what you find on fish eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, There's another one out there that follows the Louis de Montfort method, but the name of it completely escapes me. The book is Silver. Um, So, but yeah, Tan Books has the uh, true devotion with the consecration in one book, so you can follow along. Um, Let's see. And like Matt said, each phase of the 33 days has its theme. So the the 12-day prep and then there's focuses for each of the three weeks that follow.
0: Okay. So on the big day, on the day of consecration, day 34, all right. Yeah. What are you supposed to do that day?
1: So like lots of things, there's not super hard and fast rules. My recommendation, what I've done that made it very meaningful to me, um, the day before or a few days before, um, I made a general confession. Okay. Okay. So I you know that's where basically you go into the confessional and of course you confess any mortal sins that you haven't yet confessed, but then also you can you know you go basically through your life and confess all the sins of your your life um, priests can help you with that if you warn them that you're wanting to do a general confession because um, they can guide it and kind of lead you through you know commandment by commandment or virtue by virtue and mm-hmm. so um it's you know it's a neat Thing to do. Now, of course, we know that once you've confessed these sins in the past, you are completely forgiven, and the eternal punishment of those sins is is gone. Right. But uh, confessing sins that you've been previously that you've had forgiven in the past um, does still you get grace to not fall into those same sins again. So you still, um, you know, God still rewards that. So there's, but you have to be clear that you're not getting extra forgiven or or something when you do it it's it's clearly a it's an extra
0: right, right. not extra
1: forgiven but it's extra grace
0: right for doing it well that um, and i mean yeah it can just if you set off with the uh, the general confession you can it you just you you might remember things you never confessed before that's a huge benefit of that
1: yeah and you know you you can start to notice patterns throughout your life and you can see where you've grown and I mean it's a good thing like you won't, don't want to do a general confession every week but um, you know every I think yearly is fine a, a lot of my friends have done them uh, prior to getting married like in the the lead up to their marriage um, you know before significant events uh, some priests I know have done them right, uh, just before their ordination um, so it's a Anyway, that's a general confession. So you do that, and then the day before is a good day to fast. Okay. Just in preparation, because, you know, it's a a vigil of of your consecration day. So, you know, to treat it like a vigil, you fast. Or do, you know, a different penance, if you want. Um, Mm -hmm. But spend the day fasting. And then the day of, you know, this is your day. So, I mean, one jump out of bed say a Hail Mary get excited um, <laughs> go to Mass and receive communion if you're disposed to do so and after the Mass is when I've done it, it you know you just go up to in the church they'll have a statue of Mary somewhere uh, kneel down and recite the consecration prayer or you know silently
0: pray it right and then the I've seen some people have like certificates or they have to sign something is that did you do that?
1: I never did that step, and I I, um, I think it's neat, though. So you can print out, you know, certificates that, that can be kind of a reminder that you, you did that on this day. So, some, I mean, and I, I have seen people frame them, and people take it. It is serious, and people make it serious to, uh, you know, to mark the occasion. So, yeah, there's certificates you can download online, print out, and sign, and hang up.
0: Yeah, or the, just the, the certificate thing could be looked at as kind of cheesy if, like just from an outside perspective, but if you have this document, right? Like this thing that you've signed and this thing that you actually can look at, it reminds you that you did it instead of just kind of it being lost to history. And, and, uh, so it's something that keeps you accountable. Right. And, and it's, I mean, it's a 34 day thing, right? So you should take some pride in you succeeding and being able to do it.
1: Right. Well, and like, so my grand grandmother's Catholic and her husband, who's no longer with us, they were Catholic. Um, and I found in a like in an old missile that was in the family a just kind of tucked in the page a little card saying, You know, uh, Jane prayed a holy hour for Gary, and you know you'd think that it's cheesy, but like finding that you know years later, especially i've never I never met my grandfather um mm-hmm. it's neat, and so I mean you know absolutely if you a generation or two down the line, maybe your certificate turns up, and people will think it's awesome so if that you know, if the cheesiness is too much for you, realize that, you know, the cheesiness wears off and it becomes a neat thing that, you know, will be there.
0: Absolutely. We need to get you a certificate, pal.
1: I know. This year I'll do it.
0: Okay, certificate. good. Certificate. Write and it. Find in, one of
1: our talented friends to make, make up a version that can be the Roman circus edition.
0: Write it write it in your bullet journal.
1: Yes, I just need a bullet journal that. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, realistically, this is a devotion for everybody to do. Um, I have, there have been priests that have said, you know, discern whether or not to do it. The most, most of the priests I've asked are like, "Don't no, just do it. Do your 33 days. You won't regret it. Um, dive in. So it is something I recommend for just everybody to do. Um, you want to definitely schedule time to do your prayers and reading for the 33 days. Uh, the best time is always the morning. But if you were able to remember to do it in the afternoon or evening or during your lunch break or something, that's fine too. Um, but the nice thing about the morning is you know you've done your your stuff for that day and you don't have to keep worrying about if you'll forget or have time or what have you. I like it. Um, and definitely, you know, if you have a spiritual director – talk to your spiritual director about it, um, you know, or if not, you know, around the time you're starting or before or after, just, you know, go to confession, tell the confessor that you're doing it, just, you know, get some advice, get some input. Um, it's, It's a devotion that has made a lot of saints, and there's a lot of people in heaven because of this devotion. So you definitely want to be one of them.
0: Might as well. I mean, if you're just sitting there, wandering around doing nothing you might as well just do something that can help make you a saint
1: exactly exactly and it helps Um,
0: uh afterwards you you can wear like a you can wear a miraculous medal or like a little thing there's things you can do to remind you of your consecration like the scapular like that has that has other prayers with it but there's you don't have to just stop at this marian consecration right you can just add to it and grace builds upon grace
1: yes um and you will see people that they wear chains around their wrist one or the other or both but i've usually only seen it on one and that will often be a symbol of their consecration basically um one of the terms that um not de montfort who was the later who was the marian saint his name is escaping me um Died in a concentration camp.
0: St. Maximilian Colby. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, he referred to it as uh, holy slavery, basically being a slave to Our Lady. I think that's kind of cool wording, and it, it sounds pretty hardcore, you know? Mm hmm. Um, but that's where people will wear kind of the chain bracelets. Um, I would just say make sure it's something modest, and, you know, you don't want to look like you just wouldn't want it to be distracting.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so when I was looking through this and trying to do some Roman circus level research, uh, I, I saw that four different popes have consecrated the world to the immaculate heart of Mary. Mm -hmm. Now you would think like, why have only four, four popes done that? But like a lot of the, the Marian stuff has come about more recently and, church history right like it's obviously things that would have applied have applied throughout the en- entire church but like as far as some of the, the dogmas and some of that thing has kind of been set in stone officially more recently
1: um, uh, well there some like the specifics I mean there have been yeah, yeah, very that, very intense Marian devotion since the, the very very early days of the church that's uh, what, especially that's what I mean. after our lady especially after our lady showed up in Lourdes and then again in Fatima, right? Um, and introduced basically new devotions. I mean, the five people don't realize the five Saturday devotion came directly from Our Lady, mm-hmm. but in like the '40s. So one of the reasons that some of these are new is because, uh, you know, somebody came down from heaven and and told us about it uh, more recently. So yeah, the the church has continued to grow in its understanding of Mary and. The role that she plays and as a result like you said a lot of stuff more recently um, mm-hmm. it shows that the church is still um, heading in a good direction on on these things.
0: So in on October 31st 1942 Pope Pius the 12th consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, November 21st 1964 Pope Paul VI, St. Pope Paul VI consecrated the world then St. John Paul II did it twice May 13th, 1982 and then again on March 25th, 1984 together with all the bishops of the world and then Pope Francis did it October 13th, 2013 now coinciding with Pope Francis' consecration for the world uh, best put seatbelts on your ears, Zach Because I'm about to uh, give Pope Francis A lot of credit for things here and I, that's, Let's hear it That's ruffled feathers uh, No, So Pope Benedict was involved too But a lot of dioceses throughout the United States Have been doing Marian consecrations For the diocese in recent years And it's happened in Canada too And it's happened more throughout uh Europe there's a whole list I was looking at earlier in 2017 2018 15 16 uh just just lists of the these dioceses doing it and I think it was it's pretty great thing obviously the more we can get that like every diocese and every place to do that the better but it's I don't know if uh specifically if Pope Francis like sparked this, but it seems to kind of coincide a lot with with uh, him being pope. Now there are countries that have have done it. There were there were a few country a country Ecuador did it in the eighteen hundreds, and some countries. Ecuador did is it.
1: a very special country. Catholics should read all about their history. Really, sorry. Continue. Yeah, we won't get into it, but let's do a podcast
0: recommend. on the Catholic history of Ecuador sometime. And I am being serious. Okay uh but yeah like through the 40s and 50s other countries had and then it kind of stopped in 1960 for some reason uh yeah it's weird no one knows why no one knows why still trying to figure that out and then it saw a resurgence uh you know in the 2000s so yeah it's good it has a Wikipedia has a list of all the dioceses and of the bishops who were bishop at the time, so you can go through and um, it's it's pretty it's pretty great. So that is
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I, I think having at least some Marian devotion is very important if you're Catholic. Um, whether it's you know the three Hail Marys, which literally that devotion is. Every so often you say three Hail Marys. I mean it, that it's simple. Mm-hmm. um there's the rosary, you can do which,
0: that before, when when you wake up and before you go to sleep i know that's when people do it yeah the three hell and then it,
1: um then you know there's the rosary which obviously you know every saint for the last 800 years has recommended um so you know and, and matt's matt's our resident pro with the rosary
0: mm-hmm. you still going strong do, every day i can't do much but i can do that zach Perfect,
1: um, you know, wear your scapular. Obviously, everybody has time to wear a scapular, mm-hmm. um, and we, we have an episode about that. If you want to search the archives of kind of the hows and whys, um, you know, cultivate some form of devotion to Mary. But then, you know, this is one that I, I really recommend. You know, putting some some effort into and and really just diving into it. Um, something cool that comes about with it is and. I, you know, when I read this, it was interesting. It basically said, you know, when you entrust everything to Mary, you're kind of giving up your your own uh, intentions in a sense. So when you go to Our Lady, instead of saying, you know, my intention is X, Y, Z, you basically are saying, you know, Mary, uh, you know, I'm offering my prayers for whatever intention you see fit. Mm-hmm. And at first you're thinking, well, wow, like, what about my family? Like, if I'm not praying specifically for my family, you know, what's going to happen? Um, but then you realize that Our Lady, you know, can't be outdone in generosity. And, you know, she she has a, a pretty good, uh, a good in with the boss. And so mm-hmm. she knows where to, you know, direct those intentions. And so it, it's kind of neat. Y- you just give up a certain amount of uh, your own... Originality to Our Lady and then see the results that she can bring about in your life.
0: Also, I think it would be cool for people to pray for Father Michael Gately because he took the time to kind of put it together in a digestible way and, you know, I don't know a single thing about him other than this, but things like this are what makes saints, right? Like, you, you read about their devotions and things like this, so you, it, be cool if people prayed for him to keep up his own consecration and keep up his own uh you know calling and maybe one day we'll be looking back at uh in the future we'll be looking at saint Father Michael Gately I don't know you just got you know who knows
1: it'd be great if we did
0: it would be great anything Love else anything else on I think this that topic it really
1: covers it I mean you know when you do it. So much of it will unfold during the 30 days. So, you know, there's a lot more that can be said about it that we can't really fit into this hour. But uh, I strongly recommend people do it. And um, I'm going to renew mine this year on Immaculate Conception again. So maybe when the time comes, we can uh, just clue people in. If if you want to do it now, here's the day to start.
0: Right. 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 Okay. Sweet. Uh, Saint of the week. Let's do it. St. Bernardino of Siena, uh, born September 8th, 1380 in Italy and died May 20th, 1444 at the age of 63. And he was canonized uh, six years later, actually, May 24th, 1450 by Pope Nicholas V. His feast day is May 20th. Uh Bernardino of Siena makes me think of Catherine of Siena, so I thought, hey, did they overlap at all? Uh, St. Catherine of Siena died April 29th, 1380, and Bernardino was born September of 1380, so they did not overlap. She died five months before he was born. He is the patron of gambling addicts, of public relations personnel, of public relations work, of the Diocese of San Bernardino, California, of advertisers, of advertising, of chest problems. One of the fun things that I learned reading about him is he is known for his devotion to the holy name of Jesus, and he devised the symbol the IHS the first three letters of the name of of Jesus in Greek that you see associated with Christ huh
1: that's cool
0: yeah uh it was meant this was meant to displace the insignia of factions so like anything that was getting in the way of unity within the region he devised this symbol that people can use, so they kind of kept their eyes on the prize, as it were. He was known for his preaching, and he sometimes would prepare four different homilies or four different sermons before choosing which one he gave. Oh wow! And he drew large crowds. Um, Zach, he wasn't a big fan of usury. Usury no, was, was he one not? of the. No it was one of the principal objects of his attacks, and he uh he really? saw he saw usury as concentrating all the money of the city into a few hands
1: well i hope he uh I'm sure he would hate to see the state of the world economy right now
0: in in Milan he was visited by a merchant who urged him uh to get into usury but then he found out that this guy was a pretty prominent usurer. uh oh actually no sorry someone
1: from the chamber of commerce actually yeah sorry
0: actually sorry i i I misread that on my notes he this guy urged him to like come out strongly against usury but then he found out that this guy was a usurer who just wanted to like lessen the competition basically so he was oh, trying. Wow. He was trying to use this holy man to like push an agenda that actually would benefit his, his, other agenda.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, that's him. He's seen they. There's paintings of him, and you'll see the IHS around him. So that's really credited to him, which is pretty great.
1: Love it. Yeah. Love it, and the anti-usury, such an important thing that gets forgotten often.
0: Some people so, say that the some troubles within the church began when the church kinda turned its head on usury, Zach.
1: Um I would agree with them. I would definitely agree with them. I mean there've always been troubles, but this was troubles in church, but then also just troubles in society. I mean mm-hmm.
0: it, it it's been a disaster. So Saint Bernard, one last thing I forgot to say, St. Bernardino is referred to as the Apostle of Italy. He basically helped revive the country's Catholic faith during the 15th century. So there you go, St. Bernardino of Siena. Pray for us. All right, Zach, What uh, what else? Is the thunder stopped? I don't hear the thunder in the background.
1: It's been a few minutes. I think maybe the storm has passed. Amazing. Yeah, Merry Christmas. The storm is over
0: all right well no, that's
1: merry christmas wars over is it Never mind. <laughs>
0: both all right gang we'll call thanks yoko yeah well that'll be the end of the podcast i guess right yes that's what they say all right that's well as they uh, say we will talk to you all next week see ya